Yesterday was President's Day, and I like President's Day. I think it's a cool holiday. Kind of gets forgotten in just this kind of postmodern world where we don't care about crap anymore. And, you know, <laughs> I'm still hurting like a mofo from my dog attack. My arm aches. I'm waking up pissed. And the first thing I see in the news today is that Joe Biden is in Ukraine for a surprise visit, giving the Ukrainians $500 million. <laughs> and, you know, that doesn't feel good as an American. <laughs> and, you know, NPR is even reporting Biden says U.S. will continue to back Ukraine. Some worry about the price tag. Well, I'm worried about the price tag. And at the end of the week, you know, we cover the news every day. And so I see a ton of things we just never get a chance to talk about because of priority and what's going on in the news and our own projects on kind of more history, culture stuff. And so at the end of last week, there was this video of Joe Biden talking about paying the pensions of Ukrainians. And to deliver much needed humanitarian assistance as well as food, water, medicine, shelter, and other aid to Ukrainians displaced by Russia's war and provide aid for those seeking refuge in other countries from Ukraine. <clears throat> it's also going to help schools and hospitals open. It's going to allow pensions and social support to be paid to the Ukrainian people so they have something, something in their pocket. It's also going to provide critical resources to address food shortages around the globe. And a lot of people were aghast at this, and frankly, I was too, and it was one of those things where I was like, damn, I would love to talk about that, but we just probably won't get around to it. But then I wake up on Monday morning, and it fits back into the narrative again. And so I did a little fact-checking, and it actually turns out that footage actually goes all the way back to April 28th, 2022, when Joe Biden announced that he had signed a request to Congress to give the Ukrainians $33 billion. You know, when we give foreign aid, I always say we give it with a leaky bucket. And, you know, one of the things that I'm now seeing being reported this week is that the Ukrainian government in March will actually go about raising their pensions by 20%. In wartime, mind you, when they're fighting for their very existence against Russia, everyone is getting a raise of 20% for their pensions. I'm a skeptical person. And so when I see something like that going on, I assume that it's because they're just flooded with U.S. aid money, the $100 billion that we've given them. Meanwhile, here in the United States, East Palestine was chemically nuked instead of actually handling it in a way where you didn't have to do this chemical nuke over the entire town. And of course, you know, we love the guy, Vivek Ramaswamy. He's the anti-ESG score guy. You know, he tweeted out, if Ohio were Ukraine, the U.S. government would have already sent billions of dollars. It's telling that Biden visits Ukraine today, while Pete Buttigieg is still yet to visit East Palestine, Ohio. Our leaders and Zelensky share a common agenda, Ukraine first. And he's spitting facts. And, you know, let's just pull up an old interview of his where he just talks about the fact that at the end of the day, the mid-Atlantic elites don't give a crap about flyover states. For several days now, Vivek, about this train derailment and the massive chemical leak and fire uh, in East Palestine, uh, Pennsylvania. And uh, the Transportation Secretary, Pete Buttigieg, said this about that today. Watch. 
look, rail safety is something that uh, that has evolved a lot over the years, but there's clearly more that needs to be done because uh, while this uh, horrible situation ha has gotten a particularly high amount of attention, there are roughly 1,000 cases a year of a train derailing. Particularly high amount of attention because this happens two, three times a day, Vivek. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable that he said that out loud. This is appalling. I mean, he Look at the, what the people in this town and this community are going through. And to be able to be that callous, to just turn that into a statistic, is just appalling and says a lot about how the leadership condescends on the people of this country. I mean, I'm talking to you from Ohio today. But on the other hand, I've gone to school at Harvard with people like Pete. Pete and I actually overlapped in college. And I will just tell you, the dirty little secret is this, okay? People in other parts of the country do not take something like this as seriously when it happens in flyover country like Ohio. If this had happened in New York City or Washington, D.C., this would be a very different story in terms of national media attention, in terms of attention from our government leaders. And the fact that he's even implying that this has gotten too much attention because it's just another statistic, I think reveals exactly why people in that town of East Palestine do not trust the leaders who are in charge because they've been given no reason to trust them. And if it happened in New York, Buttigieg would have been there on day one. Vivek Ramaswamy, the author of Nation of Victims. Always great to have you on. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And so Trump said he was going to go visit East Palestine and go do a tour through Ohio. And, you know, he's claiming that the moment he does that, the Biden team responds and sends FEMA to go help out. Well, over the last two years, the destruction that they've done in two years, nobody's ever seen anything like it. And even now, you have a president going to Ukraine, and you have people in Ohio that are in desperate need of help. And I was very proud to say that I announced I was going to Ohio. You know, FEMA said we're not going to give them anything. The Biden administration said we're not going to give them anything. And then I announced I'm going. Please sit down. Yeah, go ahead, sit. We'll be here for a while. What do we have to do? What do we have to do? But they weren't going to get anything from FEMA. They weren't going to get anything from anybody. And then I announced, I'm going. And FEMA said, oh, we'll give you whatever you want. Everybody's throwing it at them now. And you know what? I'm happy about that. That's good. We're going to go on Wednesday. But as soon as we announced we were going, the money started rolling in. But it's not supposed to be that way, is it? The little kind of schemer in me starts to wonder if, oh, are they doing this because now it's going to seem like Ohio might be a toss-up in the next election if they don't do anything, where Ohioans feel like the government doesn't care about them. And, you know, it feels like that's the case. And, you know, you have all kinds of other kind of reactions, like the mayor of East Palestine feels like it's a slap in the face that Biden is in Ukraine instead of helping his people. With the president being in U Ukraine today, you know, did that surprise you? Absolutely. That was the biggest slap in the face. That tells you right now he doesn't care about us. So agreed. Uh, he can send every agency he wants to. But uh, I found that out this morning in one of the briefings that he was in the Ukraine giving millions of dollars away to people over there, not to us. And I'm furious. On so, President's Day in yeah, our country. Yeah. President's Day in our country. He's he's uh, over in Ukraine. So that tells you what kind of guy he is. And you just look at the footage that comes out of Zelensky and Biden meeting today on this surprise visit, and it just it just feels gross. It's orchestrated. Zelensky's crying, 
And, you know, it just feels all too little bit too Hollywood, all a little bit too public imagey, and it doesn't feel natural. And, you know, we already see footage where it shows that Joe Biden had a little mark where he was supposed to stand while he was visiting, you know, because they have to take the pictures a certain way. And just don't, doesn't, you don't feel good. You know, Ukraine, as the libertarians say, Ukraine is not the 51st state, but we're treating it like it's the 51st state. I mean, think of think of places in in Florida that get ravaged by hurricanes that the state government handles without almost any aid from the federal government. And even when it's a category four and even when American citizens are, you know, not in their homes as a result, how little is done for them, but how much is done for all kinds of other countries across the world. You know, when I have this kind of conversation with friends of mine who are all over the political spectrum, whether they're lefty, middle of the road, you know, conservatives who like social programs. I kind of just bring up this notion that, you know, why does a place like Flint, Michigan, or any of the multiple cities in Mississippi that are having massive issues with their water infrastructure right now, to this day, get one one hundredth of what Ukraine gets? And I'm just curious, I would rather spend $100 billion on Mississippi and know that Mississippi's number one in the United States for clean drinking water. If you're investing in certain cities and states and building them up, you might encourage the U.S. economy by making those places seem like good spots. But you really, not, you really aren't doing that if all this money is being spent abroad. You know, what does what does a hundred billion dollars, you know, we take that a hundred billion dollars, we divide it by fifty. Each state gets two billion extra dollars. I think everyone in the United States would vote in favor of that. Would you rather give a hundred billion dollars to blah blah country? Or would you rather have two billion dollars more being spent on your state? Because I'm sure everyone can think of problems in their state that need to be addressed and need to be fixed. That's kind of where I'm at, where, you know, I'm upset at Joe Biden, who seems to not give a crap about any of his constituents in the United States. He'd rather go make a fuss over Ukrainians, you know, the same Ukrainians <laughs> that have an entire Nazi militia that has carte blanche to, you know, do this and that and their war against Russia. And, you know, it's, you know, it's possible to think both sides are bad. You know, we don't have to live in the binary. You know, it's possible that the Ukrainians and the Russians are both bad guys. And maybe we shouldn't even be involved. Just something to think about. As I will continue to think about how that $100 billion could be better spent here, or the additional $500 million that we just willy-nilly gave over today. You know, did anyone vote on that? Did anyone have a discussion on that? Or is just Joe Biden just emptying the U.S. Treasury, you know, to make sure nothing bad comes out from the Ukraine about, you know, his family connections? Or we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. 
I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Got fired.